Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm Hello. your host. I didn't, I didn't finish. I'm part of everyone, though. So you said hi. Oh, okay. You, yeah, so oh, I said I, hi back. Yeah, I wasn't saying hi. To you. You're not. You're excluded from the everyone. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should start that. again. No. Well, I've lost the rhythm now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. Yeah, cog- yeah, Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. That's what you're listening to, but you probably already know that because you can. You know, see it. You click on it. Yeah, you click on it. Uh, I'm Shravan. I'm the host. Um, I do have my co-host here with us, who is Tarun. Yes. I thought you were going to say more. You've already. Uh, no, I've said enough already. The, I'm not going to say anything else for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what a great start to this this one. So today we're going to be talking about a couple of movies uh, that we saw recently. So we're rounding out the year 2022 with a couple of movies. One being Glass Onion and Knives That Mystery, which we watched on Netflix. We missed the theatrical release because I wanted to play FIFA, which yeah. is what you, what you said in one of our episodes. That is right. We also watched a Christmas movie on Christmas Day, which we can mention. We also watched another movie, which we can also mention. But we'll start with Glass Onion. So, uh, as usual, I'll do a bit of background on the movie. So, I'll go through the cast and crew that are involved in the production of the film. And then we'll do some uh, non-spoiler Thoughts. So we'll we'll go through our thoughts without any spoilers, and then I'll clearly indicate when we, once we get into spoilers. Uh, so if you still haven't seen Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, you can keep listening. Background wise, it is directed by everyone's favorite Star Wars director, Ryan Johnson. What movies has he done in the past apart from Last Jedi? I think I can name all of them except maybe the first one. Was the first one Brick? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's Brick Looper. Yeah, well, he did one between Brick and Looper called The Brothers Bloom. Brick Looper, Brothers Bloom, and then I think he did Star Wars after that, and then Knives Out, and then this. I might have missed a couple. Uh, yeah, so he's only 
directed this is his sixth movie. So you've named all of them. So Brick, Brothers Bloom, Looper, Last Jedi, Knives Out, then this. He's done some TV stuff. He's directed um everyone's favorite Breaking Bad episode, I'm pretty sure. Oh, the yeah. Fly? Yeah, he is was that- involved in uh yeah, Fly. The Fly, yeah. So he's doing another Knives Out after this one. So it'll be I think it's just a trilogy or is it more than that? I thought he had a five-picture deal at Netflix, but I'm not sure. But yeah. it might not be Knives Out, maybe? I think they're all Knives Out. Well, in terms of cast, so similar to the first movie, it has a pretty big cast, but only the only returning cast member is Daniel Craig, uh, who was the detective in the first one, so the world's greatest detective. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Blanc. What's the guy in that's- uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. What's his yeah. character? Kenneth Branagh. Ken- just Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, in those movies. Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Uh, so there's a lot of like mystery, murder mystery type movies coming out. Is that like the new trend? Murder mysteries? I would say there's a lot. Well, name any other one other than this one and that one. Death on the Nile and this. Death uh, on the Nile, this. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough for a trend. <laughs> there was a trend about 10 years ago with a lot of Sherlock Holmes stuff. Because mm. it was like three Sherlock Holmes. There's another Sherlock Holmes coming out. And there's Enola Holmes. Yeah, that's that's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other people that are in this movie, so new cast members, are Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Jessica Henwick, Kate Hudson, and Dave Bautista. Yep. Yeah, you're thinking about something. No, I was thinking who Janelle Monet is. Okay, well, yeah. I hope you've actually seen this movie because she's, she's like- the second main character. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen her in anything else, so I can't, yeah. She's in uh, Hidden Figures. I haven't seen that, yeah. Other things to mention. So the runtime is 139 minutes, so just over two hours. It released on September 10th in uh, a film festival, but released worldwide in terms of theatrical release for only one week on November the 23rd. So that's why we missed it, because it was only out for one week. And then it released on Netflix on the 23rd of December. It's also the biggest... In terms of a limited release, it's got the biggest box office. So box office-wise, it's made about $15 million. Uh, and considering it was only out for one week in very few theatres, that's pretty good. I don't have too much more in terms of background. Glass Onion is a song by the Beatles. Cool. Yeah. They're going to mention in this movie what one of them does. Yes. Have you heard the theory about the Beatles? How, is it Paul McCartney is not- He's dead and he's they dead, And they like him. switched him up with the doppelganger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's like clues in all their songs and stuff as well. Yeah, let's pivot this episode to that. Let's let's do a deep dive on that, I reckon. Yeah, that's a mystery. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't mind, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like there's there's clues in all these songs, which I don't know. I'm not much of a Beatles fan. I know um, Sweet Caroline. Is that by the Beatles? Sounds like one of their songs. Yeah. That, Don't you we're probably really blasphemous not knowing Beatles songs. Like, uh, the, <laughs> yesterday is one. Yesterday is one. Um, what's another famous song? Is um, if Sweet Caroline isn't a Beatles song, we're going to get crucified. It, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I want to hold your hand. Is a Beatles song? It it isn't. It isn't Beatles. It's Neil Diamond. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We. Okay. Yeah. I'll just cut that out. <laughs> Here comes the sun. Is a Beatles song. Okay. Yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, obviously we don't know enough about the Beatles to talk about them, so let's get back to Glass Onion. We can jump into our thoughts on it, so um, positives and negatives. So I can start with some positives. Similar to the first one, I thought the cast was really good. Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, everyone 
had a, a role to play. The mystery is a little bit different in this one. It takes a while for the mystery to actually begin. They do a lot of setup before they get to the actual mystery itself. And you get a bit of an insight into Daniel Craig's character as well. Because in this, he's it is actually set in the pandemic. And I'm pretty sure they shot it during the pandemic as well. But yeah, it's it's got a bit of insight into like his mindset. So he's pretty bored and he's like, he really wants a mystery. And he accidentally gets invited to this party that's uh, that's happening. So Edward Norton is a is a billionaire that has a private island, and uh, he's having he's hosting a murder mystery party on the island with his close friends. So that's the basic plot line, and then obviously some murder is involved. I thought the mystery was really good. I thought the cinematography was pretty good. It looks pretty good, even though it was on Netflix, but it looks looks like a uh, high budget film. The budget was about forty million, uh, which I think is less than the first one, probably. I really liked it. I think it's one of the best mysteries, if not the best mystery movie of this year. It's probably better than Death. This on this Death on the Nile, yeah. yeah, Death on the Nile, and Nola like, Holmes too. You haven't seen that. I haven't, but yeah. you have. Is it yeah, better? It's probably the best movie I've ever seen. Glass Onion. No, Nola Holmes too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, obviously, it's not as good as that then. I can't actually remember Noel Holmes too. It's got Henry Cavill though. Yes, yeah. the first one does too. Yeah, this one has more of him though. Ah, okay. Yeah. Does he have Watson? He's cameo at the end. But it's got his other brother, right? Mycroft. No, it doesn't have him. Ah, well, the first one did. The first one did, yeah. Ah, okay. Just jump into a review of Noel Holmes too for yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you think of Glass Onion? Glass Onion, it's pretty good. I like onions. Yeah. I like glasses. Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't like glasses as much as onions. You mean like sunglasses? No, nah, like glasses you drink out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of those in this movie too. There is. It's integral to the plot. I thought it was really good. I like the little costumes that they're in. It's got their little costumes. Are they wearing costumes? Well, not costumes. Like just the way they dress. The way they dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all have their own like personalities. Yeah, which is integral to a movie, I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, there's movies where they don't have personalities, but yeah. Yeah. No, like they're very uh, unique. Each of them is very unique mm. in, their, in their own way. I guess, liked. yeah, like it's uh, it's a bit uh, political, isn't it? And the yeah, first one so is what, as well. So is the first one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of the characters are- Yeah. Well, Edward Norton is- Elon, Elon Musk, Musk. I guess. Yeah. Not really, but I he guess- He is, yeah. Yeah. He's Elon Musk. I think parts of him are. I, I think yeah. the closest in person in real life is probably Elon Musk, but yeah. I don't think he's exactly like him. Yeah. What, what about the other characters? Uh, I guess Kate Hudson's some washed-up actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or model. Yeah. Dave Batista's like, who's that guy? He's like a Twitch guy. What, Dr. Disrespect? <laughs> is that a person? <laughs> that is. It's not. He's not like Dr. Oh, no, he's like Andrew Tate. Yeah, he's like Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate got arrested today. Did you see that? Today? Oh, what did he do? For human trafficking. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. he's probably a bit of a better person than yeah, Andrew probably, Tate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now that that's come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like Andrew Tate. There's a scientist guy who's like, yeah, he's he's there. He's someone. And there's like a politician there. There's a politician. I think that's it then. Yeah. Yeah. There's some smaller there's some characters. Like, like, psychic characters. Yeah, yeah. Like Dave Batista's girlfriend's there. Um, the politician's assistant's there. Politician's assistant. Yeah. 
Well, Kate Hudson has it. No, that was Kate Oh, that's a J- that Kate Hudson's. Yeah. yeah Kate Sorry, Hudson's. Kate Hudson's assistance there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's everyone. It's it's a small cast. And there's this other guy there as well. There's just this random oh, guy. Oh, there's a the, random guy. Yes, yes, the there is yeah. a random guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Apparently that guy's in every Ryan Johnson movie. Even Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Daniel Craig's in almost every Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. There's someone else that is in every Ryan Johnson movie, I think. Wait, Daniel Craig was in Force Awakens, not in Last Jedi. No. The the prince the princes were meant to be in the Last Jedi, but they got contact, cut out. Who? Prince, um, who are the who are the princes? Like the actual princes? Yeah, yeah. Like Prince William. Yeah, him and his Harry. brother. Yeah. Why? They were in it. They shot scenes for it for Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure it was either Last Jedi or the last one, but I'm pretty sure it was Last Jedi. That's so random. Like, but why? they were cut out. Yeah. Probably because they can't act. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else is in every Ryan Johnson movie, and I'm trying to think who it is. Doesn't matter. It'll come to me later. It's someone at the start. There's like some minor cameos at the start. It's one of those people. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can go through the cameos because I didn't actually notice some of them. We'll do that in spoilers. But yeah, like I thought everything was good. Music was suitable for this type of movie. I will say it's probably not for me. I don't know. It still feels like a level below the first Knives Out. It does divert expectations again, but it is yes. different to the way the other one did it. Yeah, it does it. It does it differently, um, which is fine. Like for this kind of movie, it works. For some reason, when you watch something on Netflix, like directly on Netflix, I don't know if it's a psychological thing, but it just feels inferior to something that released theatrically. This is the best thing I've ever seen. That's on Netflix, direct to Netflix. Oh yeah. What about Red Notice? That that I just constantly watching it, so I, I feel like I haven't seen it yet because <laughs> I'm just seeing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red Nose is shit. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Like, it was all right when I watched it. I, I can't think of a thing that's actually good, that is, like, genuinely good on Netflix, that you watch it, a movie that you watch on Netflix, and you're like, this could be in the theaters, and it'll be good. That one with Ryan Reynolds? Not Ryan not Red Notice, the other one. The other one. The Adam Six Project or whatever? The Adam what? Project. Yeah. That was all right, yeah. Yeah. Even that was like, yeah, I mean, it's not really. They're all, all of those are like, yeah, it's all right. I understand why this is on Netflix, because yeah. if I watch this in the theatre, I'll be like, this is shit. That Jason Momoa one? That was real bad. <laughs> I can't believe we watched that. <laughs> Jason Momoa does some real bad shit. Yeah, yeah. he does. Like, not movies, just like outside. Yeah, just in general. Just in general. He's a yeah. bad, bad man. Yeah. <laughs> According to our sources. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I can't think of anything that's – people will probably come back to us with movies that are better than this. Like, there's, like, award-type movies. I like, don't like uh, those movies, though. <laughs> uh, what's that movie? It's got – Rome. Rome. Marriage Story. Marriage Story, yeah. Those I, are meant to be pretty good. I don't like those movies. There's that Martin Scorsese one that's like three and a half hours. The no. Godfather. No, no. The uh, Irish Father. The Irishman. That's- the Irishman's Father. <laughs> that one's meant to be good. It's actually not meant to be good. No one likes that movie. Uh, well, I don't know if anyone genuinely likes it. Maybe there's like Martin Scorsese and must be good. But yeah, this is probably the best thing. <laughs> that's the conclusion. That's mm. the conclusion we're making. This is probably the best thing that's been released direct to Netflix. I will say, yeah, because maybe because it's released directly to Netflix, I might think less of it because it wasn't directly released to cinemas. 
Uh, but I do like the first one slightly better just because I think the cast in the first one just worked a bit better than in this one. This one was good too, but I think mm. the first one, there was just something about the, the dynamics that worked well, like Chris Evans and you just like Chris. You just like Chris Evans, don't you? <laughs> no, I like, um, who was the? Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he was good, yeah. even though he dies. Spoilers for <laughs> Knives Out <laughs> 1. Anna DMS was was good in that one. Maybe, and it's been a bit of time since that's come out as well, so maybe that's why I think slightly more of it. But I'm trying yeah. to think which cast is more A-list, this one or that one. I think that one's slightly more A-list. Because who else is in it? So it's Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans. Uh, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's husband? Don Johnson. It's got that guy from Batman v Superman. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Ben Affleck. No, it's, what's his name? He's a villain. Is in Man of Steel. So it's got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Does it? Apparently it does. I just looked up the cast of Knives <laughs> Out. Apparently he's one of the detectives. It must be a cameo. Yeah. Is Joseph Gordon-Levitt the one that's in all of Brian Johnson's movies? Possibly. But is he in this? I don't think he's in this. Unless it's a hidden cameo. Yeah. Uh, there's Tony Collette. There's uh, Michael Shannon, who's Zod. That's that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, there is Catherine Langford of uh, Thirteen Reasons Why fame. I think. Okay, let's see if we can cancel them out. Okay, so who who do you say the first one was? Joseph Gordon Lovett doesn't count because he. Okay, I don't even remember him. People that yeah. are actually in it. So yeah. obviously Daniel Craig is in both, so that doesn't yeah. count. Anna Diarmas versus Janelle Monae. I think they even each other out. Anna Diarmas when she did that movie is probably as famous as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Janelle Monáe when she did this. Yeah. Chris Evans versus Edward Norton. Even each other out. Okay. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis versus... Kate Hudson. Yeah. Even each other out. You reckon? I think Jamie Lee Curtis is bigger than... Her. But, yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is like an 80s superstar. Okay, Tony Collette. Tony Collette and who else? Jessica Henwick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, who else is in this? Um, Catherine, Catherine Hahn. Probably... Tony Prob- Collette's probably more famous. But they even each other. Yeah, like. they're Catherine probably. Hunts, yeah, they're probably even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Shannon and Dave Batista, Dave Batista even each other. Right? Well, Dave Batista is probably bigger than Ma- Michael Shannon in terms of popularity. Yeah, in terms of who's a better actor, I think we know. Yeah, who's yeah. better? Yeah, Christopher Plummer. He's pretty big. But yeah, he's in yeah. Sound of Music. Yeah, we've kind of run out of characters. Yeah, there's less in this than in yeah. that, right? Yeah, okay, so he beats he beats his non-existent <laughs> yeah. person. And Don Johnson and uh, the other people in this movie, like Jessica Henwick and um, that other. Madeline Klein. Madeline Klein evens out with Catherine Langford because they're both Netflix people. Oh, yes, yeah. There's also that other guy from 13 Reasons Why in, is it 13 Reasons Why? Who's that guy? Who's the son? He's not in 13 Reasons Why. But he's, he's in, in something, something else, right? He's in that, isn't he in that Chris Evans, my son's going to jail thing? Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. He's that kid, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that cast is that much bigger than this cast. It, it, there's more people in that There's movie. more people. Yeah. He yeah. also has, uh, Daniel Craig also has a sidekick in the first one. He does. Yeah. yeah, that other detective. I think the first one's bigger. Bigger in terms of size. It has size, more cast, yeah. But also, I think in terms of, I think in terms of like pure acting, I think they're better. But Edward Norton's like the most acting actor yeah, ever, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Edward Norton is Edward a weird bloke. Cool. Yeah. There's also a lot of references to Jared Leto in this. Is that this? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Not yeah. just Jared Leto. There's like Jeremy Renner. Yeah. There's Jared Leto. 
that Serena Williams, like this, yeah. this cameos and stuff. This cameos, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd still put Knives Out one slightly ahead. There was one thing in the climax of this which we could talk about in spoilers that kind of had me questioning a little bit. Climax wasn't that good. I think it's pretty good. I I don't know if it's better or worse than the first one. I I haven't actually seen the first one in a long time. I should rewatch it. But I watched it during during the pandemic again, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think the twist. I think this was a little bit more predictable. But I think that's what they were going for. We could talk about it in spoilers a little bit, but this one is a little bit more predictable. Uh, it still has the same non-linear storytelling method that the first one had, and it's edited well. So um, the editing keeps you guessing. So really, until like the last 20 minutes, you don't really know what's happening until you get to like an extended flashback sequence and everything gets revealed. But yeah, it's still a really good movie. I think it's it's... Very definitely one of the best on Netflix and probably one of the best this year that I've seen. Agree. All right. Should we jump into spoilers? Yes. So Janelle Monet's character in this is essentially the main character, apart from Daniel Craig, I guess. Mm. Daniel Craig has more to do in this than he did in the first Knives Out. Yes. Yeah. He did. Because he was he was almost a side character in the first Knives Out. And Anna Diamas is the main character. But for the first half of this movie, there's a lot of Daniel Craig. Yes. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, I guess that's the point of his character because he's got that ridiculous accent. Yeah. He wasn't that funny in the first one, was he? He was still pretty funny. Yeah. But he does have some good lines in this. That's Yeah, that's another thing. It's, it's a pretty funny movie uh, in parts. I always thought Edward Norton, so this is jumping straight to spoilers, but I always thought Edward Norton was probably one of the killers. It just felt like yeah. it was probably him because he, he seemed like a sketchy guy. So the twist in the first one to subvert expectations is that halfway through you find out that Anna Diarmas killed Christopher Plummer accidentally. Yeah. But then later you find out that she didn't do it and it was actually um Chris it was actually Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So that, well, no, did, no. That- Anna Diarmas thinks she killed him and then Christopher Plummer kills himself. Is that right? No, so... Oh, no, um, no, Chris Evans does kill him, yeah. No, does he? No, no, like, she she gives him injections before he goes to bed. Yeah, and she thinks she gave him the she wrong one. She thinks she gave him the wrong one, but she actually gave, gave him the, the right, right one. one. Yep. Uh, but then Christopher Plummer thinks that he's going to die, so he kills himself. He kills himself, yep. Yeah. But Chris Evans planned, he switched the vials so that she would give him the wrong one. She, yes, he but thought she would give him the wrong one, but, but he, she, she still, still gave, gave him, him the right, right one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then doesn't he, like, destroy DNA evidence and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, so I think the twist on that one is that the killer is not actually the killer, but the twist in this one is whenever you watch a murder mystery movie, the person you think that's most likely to do it is never the one that is it, but in this one it is the person that's most likely to do it. And it's it's <laughs> even more of a twist because... The person that was meant to get murdered is the murderer. Yes. Like, they set it up like he's going to be the one getting murdered, but yep. then he's actually the one plotting the murder or plotted the murder because the murder technically already happened. Well, there's two murders that there's happen. There's two murders, yeah. yeah. So there's one that happens before the, before the movie starts and there's one that happens in the movie. And the one that happens in the movie is Dave Batista dies because he's allergic to pineapple. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the glass part is. 
Janelle Monet. So Janelle Monet has like she plays like three characters in this, technically. So she, she plays twins, and one of the twins is friends with Edward Norton, but then gets betrayed, like a business partner. She plays the other sister. Uh, so the other sister's like she's the one that actually recruits Daniel Craig at the start, and then she also plays the other sister acting as the other sister. <laughs> So acting as a twid, so like, it's not exactly the same character. So it's, but she she gets a meaty role in this, and she did a good job. Yeah, I think she was one of the best parts of this movie. Uh, I'd I'd only seen her in Hidden Figures before, and uh, she's uh, there's like three women in that movie, and she's probably the least important out of the characters in that movie. In this, she's she was very good. Anything else? Spoilers. So um, cameos. So I didn't. There's. Two? Four at the start. Four. Okay, so I, I definitely missed at least well, three. There's four when he's playing Among Us in the bathtub. Okay, so who are they? Well, only there's... Is the murder she wrote person on that? Yeah, she's okay. one. Yeah. And there's someone else in there that died recently. I can't remember. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of them. Yes. Yeah. And then there's another one in the top right-hand corner. Yeah. One of them is the murder she wrote person, and the other one is... Someone that died this year, actually. The late Stephen Sondheim? Yes, him, yeah. Uh, appears in the top left of the call. In the other notable calls include American actress Natasha Lyon. She would be on the top right. Top and that's right. Kareem. And late then, actress Dame Angela Lansbury. She's Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, and also the teapot in uh, Beauty and the Beast. And also in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, very. She did a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the bottom right. Who else is in it? What are the other cameos? Ethan Hawke's in it. Ethan Hawke, which I didn't even notice. Hugh Grant's in it. Serena Williams. Uh, well, Jared Leto gets a mention. Jeremy Renner gets a mention. Apparently, Joseph Gordon-Levitt provides the voice of the hourly clock chime. Uh, yeah, that's it. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in every Ryan Johnson movie. So he's obviously in Looper. Yes. Was he in Last Jedi? Might have been. Let me search this. Is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in every Ryan Johnson movie? Did you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt was his debut was in Beethoven, the one with As the, the dog. dog? His student number one. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the role is student number one. Okay, so Ryan Johnson he directed Brick. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it. Yep. Then he made The Brothers Bloom. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in uncredited cameo. Perfect. Then he directed Looper, and obviously he's in that. Then he made Last Jedi. He has a voice cameo as Slow and Low. In Knives Out, he's Detective Hard Rock in an uncredited cameo as a voice. And then in Knives Out, he's got the voice cameo. Yeah, so he is in every Ryan Johnson movie. So it's him and um, that other guy, that guy, that guy who's on the beach. Oh, he's in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely is. I know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, Pinocchio is meant to be pretty good. The Netflix Pinocchio. Oh, the Guillermo del Toro one. Yeah. Yeah, it looks weird, but yeah. I don't think it's it, – it could be okay, but I don't think it's better than this. People yeah. say it's really good. People say it's the best uh, animated movie of this year, but it's been yeah. pretty slim. Pretty slim pickings. He was uh, – Joseph Gordon was also Gemini Cricket in the uh, – In the Disney one, wasn't Disney he? Disney yeah. Pinocchio. Which was terrible, apparently. Which was not good. Anything else on Glass Onion? I know. It's pretty good. People should watch it. Yeah. Probably already seen it. Yeah. Most people have probably already seen it. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. If you like murder mysteries, then you'll probably enjoy this one. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. So on Christmas Day, we watched Violent Night, and the first thing that we went with a group of friends, and um, when I walked out, one of the friends asked me, like, what do you think of the movie? And I said, it's violent. Yeah. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. That's, it's, yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Good joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. That was just, Well, just, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's a, yeah. It's yeah. the truth. Yes. Yeah, the truth. yeah, yeah. So Violent Night is directed by Tommy Vercola. Do you know what he's made in the past? No, no, I don't think I've heard of him before. He's made some movies. So his first movie was called Remake in 2006. But in 2013, he made Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Uh, and then in 2017, he made What Happened to Monday. I have not heard of that. Isn't that the one where there's f- like seven of them and then like for each day it's they switch the person? Okay. It's on Netflix. In 2021, he made The Trip. Yeah. It's, it's a Norwegian movie. Yeah, this year he's done Violent Night. Okay. So I've uh, seen one of those previous movies. So it stars David Harbour. David S. Harbour as Hopper. As Yeah, as Hopper. Yeah. Essentially, as Santa Claus in this one. Yes. Um, and it's got a bunch of other cast members. Who's the – I feel like the – John Leguizamo. Yes, it's got him as well. So he's the main villain. The senator or whatever, is she a famous actor? She, I guess she's moderately famous, but, like, I hadn't heard of her name before I watched this. Okay. So, yeah. I thought it was someone that I'd heard of, but I'm looking at the cast and I can't no. recognize any of the names. Yeah. 
It's not Meg Ryan, if you think it was Meg Ryan. I did not think it was Meg Ryan, but she kind of looks like Meg Ryan. But, yeah, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, budget was $20 million. Ooh, that's a lot of money. It's not really. For me, it is. If I had $20 million, I'd be like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and box office-wise, it's made $68.7 million. That's more money. So It is, yeah. yeah. What do you think of it? It was pretty good. It is Die Hard and Home Alone with Santa. It's produced by David Leach, who's known for his uh, John Wick stuff. Yeah. So and it Deadpool has some John two. Wick. Yeah, and Deadpool 2. And it's got some John Wick's stuff about it, this movie. It's got some action that is uh, reminiscent of some of the stuff in John Wick. I thought it was also very good. It is basically like Home Alone plus Die Hard plus Santa Claus in one movie. Um, except, yeah, or, well, Die Hard is R-rated, but basically R-rated. In all aspects. So if Home Alone was realistic, those guys would have died very early in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like when he chucks the bricks on them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's death. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's at the end of the movie. And that's in Home Alone 2. That's in Home Alone 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, uh, this, before they get into the the uh, booby trap stuff. The booby trap stuff's always at the end of the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. Home Alone 2. That's Home Alone so, 2. What yeah. happens in Home Alone 1? What's like, does he chuck bowling balls at this or something? Home Alone 1. He lights one of their heads on fire in Home Alone 1. I thought that was in Home Alone 2. Isn't that when he puts his head in the toilet? I thought that's Home Alone 1. Goes through the back door and the knob is... That's 2 as well, what? isn't it? Is that 2 as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think what's in one. Because one's just in his house. One, the Legos is in one? I think Legos is in one. Yeah. The bowling ball? Not the bowling ball. It's like paint cans? No. The it's paint like cans is also two. two. There's a bowling ball or something. There's That's spider. also two. There's a spider. Uh, spider might be one. Spider's one, yeah. Bowling ball and like he pushes like cabinet down the stairs in two as well. What's the one where he opens the back door and his head goes on fire? Oh, uh, that might be one. Yeah. In two, he puts his head in the toilet and his head goes on fire. Yeah. Nail gun is one, I think. That would also kill you. That would definitely kill you. Yeah. Nail gun to- The head, right? Face? Yeah. yeah. Like the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Or the nose, I think. Anyway, those guys should have died. And yeah. Died a very brutal death. In this, they have a sequence where, very similar to Home Alone, there are some booby traps set up by a child and- the the bad guys who are after the child die horrific deaths, uh, especially one of them. Uh, and that was like watching this with the crowd was was good because you could just hear like an audible gasp in certain points where it was like very violent. Also, so we watched, like I said, we watched it with a group of our friends and when we walked out, everyone had a good time with it. Or seemingly had a good time with it, so everyone was saying, "Yeah, that was that was a good time." We had a, we were just talking about the kills and stuff, and my wife was going along with it. But then when we got in the car, she's like, "I really hated that movie." Oh, really? She didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for everyone out there, yeah, everyone who was with us, there was one person who didn't like it. So I'd like to know how many of you like were, were lying, hey? were actually going with the, Cra- the group, yeah, yeah crowd uh, mentality. Maybe maybe no one liked it, and like everyone was just going with. One person said they liked it, and they're like, "Oh shit, maybe I should like this movie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like everyone seemed to like it, but I, yeah. I want to know how many people actually liked it. Maybe they didn't like it. Maybe no one liked it. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? I I like I liked I didn't like it as much as some of the people there. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, I'd probably not watch it again. Um, I might watch it during Christmas again. Sometime. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was fun. 
Yeah. Some of the kills were fun. There was also this thing because we weren't sitting in our seats. Uh, what's the etiquette when you like go into a cinema? You sit in your seats that you're assigned. You sit in your seats that you're assigned. Yeah, yeah. which we did. Yeah. Uh, but then some of the seats were empty. Yeah. Were better seats than ours, and we wanted yeah. to sit together because we were yeah. a large group. So we sat in those seats, but then someone kicked us out because yeah. it came late. But you, the movie hadn't started yet. You got to wait till the movie starts, and then you can move to those seats. Oh, that's the etiquette. Yeah. What if they come after the movie starts? Well, then it's an awkward situation. <laughs> also, it was only two people, and there was actually better seats behind us. So they, they could have also gone to the best. Yeah. And at the same time, someone had taken our seats. So it was just, it's this whole thing where, like, someone had taken our seats, so we took someone else's seats, and then someone else wanted their seats back, so we had to kick the other people off our seats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to wait till the movie starts before you steal someone's seats. And then it's free for all. But anyway, that that also happened. But I liked the movie. Um, I think it was pretty good. I did too. And I think it was pretty good. I think it's a good Christmas movie. Like people should watch on Christmas, but never again. Not on any other day of the year. Only on Christmas. Only on Christmas. Yeah. If you'd watch it on another day, you're a bad person. You're going to go to jail with Andrew Tate for human trafficking. Specifically for that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you think there's going to be a sequel for this? For Andrew Tate going to jail? Well, that's if you so. watch this movie <laughs> on a non-Christmas day. Yeah, yeah. But um, do you think there'll be a sequel to this movie? Uh, maybe. So, uh, in November 2022, Harbin mentioned that there were discussions of Mrs. Claus appearing in a potential sequel during the production of the first film. The actor expressed interest in seeing Charlie Theron in the role. Oh, yeah. He just wants to make out with Charlie Stone. <laughs> Bloody pervert. And then uh, apparently the director said something along, not the Charlie Theron thing, but apparently they're thinking of a sequel. Yeah. I thought the reindeer would be in this small, but they're not in it at all. Yeah, well, in Die Hard, he doesn't have reindeer, so. He's also not Santa Claus in that. Yeah. Uh, they also have like a little bit of backstory for Santa Claus, which was interesting. He's good with a sledgehammer. So the bad guy in this movie was John Leguizamo. Yes. And he's pretty good in this movie. We also watched another movie the week before, which coincidentally also had him. John Leguizamo. Big year for John Leguizamo. Yes. He was Luigi. He was Luigi. Yeah. Yep. He's also got a very nice name, like just rolls off the tongue. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Is he Italian? I assume so. He was in Encanto. Oh, okay. Yeah. As Bruno. Oh, he's Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. But we don't talk about that. Yeah, fair enough. Good joke. Good joke. Yeah. <laughs> so Menu, starring Ray Fiennes, which is always, a, it's like a enigma, that name. Rough. Because it's spelt completely different to the way you say it. Because I always thought it was Ralph Fiennes, but it's Ray Fiennes. Ray. Yeah. yeah like Ray theme. Fisher. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt make up the main cast, but there's, as we said, John Leguizamo is in it. There's a couple of other people in it. It's about a uh, really fancy fine dining restaurant on a deserted island uh, that a group of people go to, and then the menu has a load of surprises. Yeah. That sounds like something that they would write as a synopsis. I just made that up. That's not the actual synopsis. But like, if you were to write a synopsis for this movie. That would be it. That would be it, yeah. It's directed by Mark Mylod. Do you know what he's done in the past? Did he change his name and before he changed his name, he made Facebook? No. Okay. 
Well, that's my one guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he directed Ali G in the house. I've never seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. in two thousand two. Yeah, okay. I thought Sasha Baron. Is it Sasha Baron Cohen? Uh, is he Ali G? He is, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, I thought he directed it, but okay, fair enough. He also directed The Big White. Don't know what that is. Starring Robin Williams, Holly Hunter, in uh, 2005. It's a black comedy. And uh, then he directed What's Your Number, starring Chris Evans and Anna Faris. Haven't seen it. I I, have a vague recollection of the poster, but yeah. Yeah. In 2011, and then he, 11 years later, he's directing The Menu. That's a very diverse, even though he's only done four movies. Mm-hmm. It's very diverse um, filmography. I wonder what he did in the middle. I think he was doing a bunch of TV. So he did Shameless I TV show. Is, yeah. Then he did some Game of Thrones episodes, six Game of Thrones episodes. Then he did 13 episodes of Succession. People say that's really good. And he did one episode of Amazing Stories. We went to this movie because, like, or well, someone recommended it, but we also didn't have anything better to do on the day. And everyone had seen Avatar. Well, we didn't want to watch Avatar again because we just watched it. And no one wanted to watch Violent Night, so we watched this. But it's um, I had a good time. So the budget is thirty million, and the box office is made about seventy million worldwide. It is a smaller movie. It's not generally the type of movie that we would go out of our way to watch. But I'm glad that we watched it because it's something different. The movie certainly takes a turn about halfway through. There are some messages, some societal themes and messages interlaced through the plot. I guess there's a bit of a twist, you could say, at, towards the end with regards to one of the main characters. But yeah, I, I had a really good time with this. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good as well. Not something we would normally watch, but yeah, good change of pace with pretty good acting, pretty good Voldemort. suspense, drama. Yeah, I probably would have go back to it, but I did enjoy it. I thought Anya Taylor-Joy was really good in it, uh, and Ray Fiennes was really good. Nicholas Holt isn't in it as much, uh, even though he's in, like, top billing. He's got an interesting character. Obviously, there was an underlying message about class and society and uh, because the kind of people who go to this restaurant are upper class. And I think Ray Fiennes, who is the, the main chef, in the, the chief chef in this restaurant, came from the lower class. And he identifies Anya Taylor-Joy as not being uh, – or, like, that shouldn't be there, shouldn't belong there, essentially – because she's one of them, one of us, I think he says. There's not much to the movie, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I would say it's fun, but it's uh, it's, uh, it's a good bit, time. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's yeah, intense. It's yeah. pretty intense, uh, especially in the second half. Had something in there, some food for thought, you could say. Yeah, good joke. You're, you're full of good jokes today. <laughs> Anything else on the menu? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about it. It's not really a movie that we would normally talk about, but yeah. it's a good movie. All right. Apparently, it's in talk for Oscars and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's a, that kind of movie, but it's a good movie. It's not. Yeah, it's not a bad talk Oscar movie. Yeah, because yeah, normally I don't like those movies, but this one, it's good. Any other movies that we watched? Movies that we've watched to round out the year, because this is our last review of the year. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I haven't seen anything recently. So apparently Barbarian is really good. Haven't seen that, yeah. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen it either. And um, apparently Smile is pretty good. It's a horror movie. Yeah, haven't seen that either, yeah. Apparently the, uh, is it the 
Banshees of Inner Sharon. That Irish movie. That Irish movie. Apparently that's pretty good yeah. with uh, Colin Farrell and Mad-Eye Moody. Haven't seen that either. So these are movies that we probably aren't going to be able to watch before we do the, the best of the year, but uh, I guess special mentions nonetheless because I've heard they're good. Also, I haven't seen Andor. Yes. We might never watch Andor. Yeah, I feel like we should watch it, but I just can't get myself to watch it for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Look, everyone tells me Andor. This is our Andor review. Everyone I've spoken to that's seen Andor says it's really good. So you should probably watch it. Despite all the positive feedback that it's got, it's the lowest watched Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. That is disheartening. Well, we're part of this. We're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good, apparently. We haven't seen it. I've seen one episode. It was pretty decent, but I haven't yeah. got back to it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about the best and worst of 2022 in our next episode, and we'll also uh, talk about our most anticipated stuff for 2023. There's a bit to discuss, I think, more than the last couple of years because there's actually been quite a bit of material content that's come out this year so we'll be a bit to discuss in that episode and we've got a special episode in the new year we're going to be talking mcu again or reviewing mcu again um so stay tuned for that so i hope you enjoyed this episode it was a bit low energy to be honest i'm a bit tired yeah one more day left in the year so Mm. a bit tired but we'll be back with full energy for our next episode we've got a we've got a guest or two coming on so hopefully they'll have more energy than us if people want to get in touch with us and tell us about their thoughts on Glass Onion, how do they go about it? So we're on all platforms at uh, Cognitive Recalibration, or you can email us at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via giving us a review on iTunes because that makes us more discoverable on search engines. There's also reviews now on Spotify as well. So just, uh, I think it's just a star rating. So uh, again, that helps us get more discoverable on Spotify. You can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram where we post uh, small form video. What do you call it? Short form videos. Short form video of snippets from our podcast. Uh, So you can comment and like and share those when we post them. Thanks for listening. Got one more episode left in the year, so stay tuned for that. Hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you in the next one. We'll see you next one. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 